Andrew's Daily Five. Five. Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man, is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet? Or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows. Particle Man. Triangle Man, Triangle Man. Triangle Man hates Particle Man. They have a fight. Triangle wins. Triangle Man. Hey, I'm Andrew. Join Alicia and me as we count down our favorite They Might Be Giants songs of all time. We can't be silent because they might be giants. All right. Welcome, everyone, back. Uh, Alicia, I want to hear what you think about Particle Man. This is oh. one of those songs that has been around forever. What, what's your thoughts on it? I I don't really like Particle Man. It's, okay. I don't know. It's like... So, it's I, and, and, I, and let, let, me, let me ask why. Like, why do you not... Because I, I had similar feelings about this song, but I, it, I felt like it had to be played. It's not on... Obviously, it's not in our top 100, but it had to be played. It's one of those songs that everyone knows. Like, why do you not like it? And I'll explain some of my reasoning as well. I don't know. I mean, I do bop to it. So every time it goes, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. in an up and down. Boop, 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 boop. But... Um, you know every word, right? I know every word. <laughs> I don't know. Just something about it is it's like, catchy. It's catchy, but something about it annoys me, I, and it always really has since I think the first time I I heard it, listening. I think in, in the kitchen. I think I remember you playing it for me in the kitchen. Yeah, when we were kids, and I was like, yeah. So I I think one of the reasons I don't like this song is that it was part of that Tiny Tunes. Um, oh thing that they did right oh yeah that was and so i always kind of viewed it as like this is like a kid thing this is not cool i mean tiny tunes is whatever right i mean it's cool that they did that and got some exposure but like i always dismissed it like oh that's just a you know that's not a cool song right you know what i mean yeah exactly but i gotta say in the last couple years i've really really started to like this song a lot more and i don't know why i think i'm just getting over that like who cares? You know, it, yeah, they use it on Tiny Tunes. Yeah. But I mean, you look at this song. It is, it is really clever. The words. Yes. It is hilarious if you if you think about it, and it's incredibly catchy. Yeah. I, I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea, and it's it's not. It still wasn't on my top. You know, whatever. But it's a cool song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose it did propel them into into um, mainstream media to some extent, because I don't think that. Like, if you didn't know anything by They Might Be Giants, you probably heard Particle Man if you were, right. like, yep. existing in the 90s. Like, if you were, like, paying attention to music in the 90s. Well, like, you know, their most... Or the, even the late 80s. Yeah, like, their most popular album, Flood, their most successful album, you know, what are the three big hits off of Flood? It's got to be Particle Man, mm -hmm. Istanbul, and Birdhouse in Your Soul. Like, those are the three that, like... Yep. A lot of people knew yeah. around our age during that time, and I think have stayed fairly popular... Um, but yeah, I, I have sort of a love hate relationship, but it's becoming more of a love relationship with this song in the last several years. Mm -hmm. I used to just dismiss it and not care for it as much, but anyway, I, I, yeah. I submit that it's a good song. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is. It, de it definitely is. I don't, I mean, maybe I'll like give it more of a chance. I, okay. All then right, again, cool. I mean, I definitely know it, so yeah. I don't. I feel like I don't have to listen to it because I could sing that one in my head <laughs> with no problem. 
Well, it's definitely not as good yeah, as your we'll number see. 35. So let's let's get to that. We both agree that this oh. one is better than Particle Man. So 35. <laughs> <laughs> I can help the next in line from Glean. This nice. is like the this. epic like uh, customer service song. It's so good. So <laughs> so I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but um but I'm a pharmacist, so I work like in a retail pharmacy and um and uh, David Tell did a really good bit. He, he said, hey, uh, he's like this comedian. So he said, if there's any job, you know, that I could have, I think I would be a pharmacist because you're kind of a doctor, but also kind of a cashier. <laughs> it's just like, correct me up because it's so true. Uh, it, this song is great because it just, it has all the little platitudes, all the like little one-liners you use like when you're working at a job like that. Right, yeah. And uh, it just makes me laugh. Now, do you yeah, sing this in your really head fun. like multiple times a day? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I honestly, like when I'm, when I'm in a, like a Michaels or a Walmart or whatever, like I'm, I like always am thinking about this song. Like, um, you know, do we have a problem here? And you know, whenever there's like a customer that's kind of a little Karen, right? You know, and uh, it's yep. just it's so, so I love it's, it. All right, Linnell's awesome. on the lead vocal. Let's take a listen. Here's I can help the next in line. I can help the next in line. Have you been? us before I can help the next in line I don't think I like your tone So when they're like, yeah. I can awesome. help the next one in line, like they, they <laughs> yeah. just mix it up a little. And I mean, it's it's not even a two minute song, but they just they do so many fun things with it to make it entertaining. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely 
One that you need to listen to if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, and apparently, I didn't know this, but there's a cool music video for this song with cinematography by Brody Anderson and then directed by Alex Italics. So, I mean, I I didn't go and watch it. I'm not much of a music video guy these days, but, um, but go check it out if you're interested. All right, my next one, 34, we're back to one of the big three from Flood, and that's Istanbul, not Constantinople, um, from Flood, 1990. Uh, This is a great song, and it's way, way better live, although the studio version is phenomenal. Um, This is another cover, so, you know, we talked about uh, Yeah, Yeah, uh, either last episode or the episode before. Uh, Flansburg said, this song I knew from my childhood, and we learned it simply to have more songs in our repertoire. It was in the show for a couple years, and John and I would perform without the drum machine. It had a very spaced out middle section where we'd basically yodel into an echo effect and it all went very, very trippy. It always got a good response. And so when we got our fancy Casio FZ1 samplers, this track was one of the first things that we put together to test it out. And they have played this song, get this, 1,392 times. What? Isn't that insane? insane. I I mean, I tried to find out how many times they've performed but i mean wow uh, for, almost 1400 performances of this song and they've wow. been performing for i guess 40 years like i mean i can't imagine that they probably started playing it in the late mid mid late 80s so 30 wow. 35 years i mean that's a lot of performances and oh. it's amazing live you've seen it live that's like so it, it cool. takes did the they show do, you know? the last show you went to did they do that like super long where he held the held the um saxophone note the trumpet dude oh the trumpet note yeah I, ha- I think it might have been the trumpet guy for me um, and I've seen it sometimes where uh, Dan Miller does like a scorching like he'll do like a scorching solo to kind of intro it yeah. um, that's really cool they, they just mix it they just do something different almost every time and it's always a crowd pleaser yeah, the, I love this there's one. this great fiddle part in this or violin fiddle I don't know in the studio um, yeah. yeah in the studio I don't know if I've ever seen him with a violin player but um, actually play it, but that's yeah. I've never oh. seen him on live with a with a violin, but that's a cool part. Too. I would love to learn that one um, day, but so kind of lazy, so I probably won't. Yeah, are you still <laughs> playing violin any or no? <laughs> Have you played lately? No. No, no, not really. Okay. For the listeners, Alicia was an incredible violinist in high school, and uh, <laughs> and I was a trumpet player. So hey, we could you know we could oh. put on our own little performance of Istanbul. I can't hold the note that long. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, cool. Let's take a listen. Uh, both of them are singing, so it's uh, it's a shared lead vocal. Nice. Here's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. New Amsterdam Why they changed it I can't say You just liked it better that way Istanbul is Constantinople Now it's Istanbul and 
Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. So this is a cover song too, right? Yeah, this is a cover of a song from the 50s by some guys called The Four Lads. Mm. And I uh, actually played this one on my cover series as well. It was like down in like the 30s. So it was, was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I went and you, you don't need to go listen to the, the original. It's boring, honestly. It's like... <laughs> It's like four part harmony and slow and like it's it's not it's it's fine for like, you know, whatever, but like this is the version that is the best. Yeah. It is so good. So so good. Well, I can I can definitely attest to this being a top. Cool. All right. There's number thirty four. So Okay, so number thirty three. So I'm sorry, I'm uh, talking over you. Love it. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> I'm one of those kind of people. Oh, you're good. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, number 33, we got Bea the Bird of the Moth um, from the Els. Nice. So that, I, I can't, I listened to this song a bunch of times and I, I really have zero clue what this one is about either. Um, I think he just likes to talk about synonyms. I think it's about a song about synonyms, but I don't know what you think. Um, well, I mean, I found a quote. Weird, yeah. So Linnell introduced the song at a show and he said, this is a song about a hummingbird moth, which imitates another creature, which imitates yet another creature. It's completely messed up and can only be explained in song. So that's about <laughs> the most explanation we're going to get. Um, and, then, and actually, the song's title was inspired by a Jonathan Lethem song called The Moth of the Bee of the Birds. Mm. So he kind of like switches it around a little bit. But it's a really clever song. I think there's some really cool lyrics in it. Um, yeah, let's take a listen. Linnell's on the lead vocal. Here's B of the Bird of the Moth. Everyone is crying at the dread hypnotic flying of the bee of the bird of the moth. You can't walk, you can't ramble, cause you're gonna have to scramble from the bee of the bird of the lives within himself with thoughtful humor. 
<laughs> the prequel. Is that like a? Um, is that like a sequel that's messed up or something? I, mean, I don't know. What's I, a prequel? He just makes up like random words. I think it's like he just was like playing around, like free association, you know, like right, right, like yeah. using a word and then just trying to think of like different words that go with that. But I love, I love it. It's got a great little sound to it. It's really, really good. It's catchy. Um, actually, so I'm looking at the lyrics now, and it's it's not prequel. It's Neither one is equal to the challenge of the freak we'll call the bee of the bird of the moth. So he's just oh. mixing those words. See, I've always heard frequel in my mind and just thought it was rhyming with sequel and equal. But it's freak we'll call. Um, all right. I just learned something. <laughs> this is a great one. Good to know. Good to know. This is a great one. Okay, so cool. On to 32. That's Speaking back to me. Speaking of great ones. Yes. She was a yes. hotel detective. Let's go, let's go. This is our second She Was a Hotel Detective. This was the one from their uh, their self-titled album from 1986. And uh, Flansburg sang this one. Um, I like this one more. The other one is, is a lot of fun and is really, really cool. But this one has so much energy. Flansburg is just, he's just so good in this song. Uh, his laughing and his singing is great. Uh, Linnell once said the record company chipped in for John's hospital bills after he injured himself recording the guitar solo on this song. So now that we know his blood type, it makes performing the song a little easier. Which <laughs> 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 was pretty cool. <laughs> oh my um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is a great one. Uh, my favorite line before we play it. When Flansburg says, well, the bellhop is funky, the dumb waiter's a monkey. If there's a knock at the door, boy, forget about it, because she's a hotel detective. Uh, here it is. Take a listen. Oh, I love it. Oh, so cool. This is a great one. It's like 
it's like a punk song, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, it's uh, I love the song. Uh, there's a book I read last year um, where one of the characters was a hotel detective, and I oh nice. I was like, really? That's actually a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> well, they always giant yeah, six of the thing. They've got they've got three songs about it. You got this one. You got the other one. And then, have you heard she was a hotel detective in the future? Have you ever heard that one? Uh, probably not. Um, maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's know. kind of mediocre. I can't remember can't remember what it's off of, but um, they they love this hotel detective theme <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh, anyway, good. well, good. All right. Well, let's so, take it out for the last one of the last episode. Last one, what have you got? 31. Uh, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert from uh, Join Us. Nice. Um, so, yeah, this one is, is two songs um, being sung simultaneously, which is, it, it's really, it's you have to really concentrate to pay attention. Yeah. But once you listen to it, like, maybe, like, listen through the first time, uh, list, just paying attention to Flans. And then listen, like think, uh, like paying attention to um, to Linnell, and uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, what what do you think? I love this one. In fact, I, I remember when you picked mm-hmm. it, I knew it was coming up pretty close in my list because I I just this song is just brilliant. It's super cool. Uh, so I the, I found out a little bit of uh, a little something cool about it. So Linnell wrote all the lyrics, and then Flansburg part is pan to the left channel so mm-hmm. if you listen on like headphones or whatever you're gonna hear flans in the left and then the nail in the right okay um so you could you could just you know take one airpod out or or whatever and, and do that mm. um but it's just really cool how the lyrics sort of interweave how the yeah. two parts interweave and then at the end it's like this grand finale we're so we're gonna play the entire song because you guys got to hear the entire thing it's so cool um another funny thing before we play it though uh linnell originally wanted to give the song an inappropriately generic pop song title such as party in the usa <laughs> but then they scrapped that idea when they realized that that was the title of a recent miley cyrus hit single oh. so can you imagine if this song is called party in the usa that would be kind of funny um yeah yeah but i i love this one this is honestly one of my favorites from join us it's it's just so brilliant why do the you, way that they do it why do you think it's called spoiler alert because it doesn't is it a spoiler alert doesn't make any sense no 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 i think and that's i think to the point of you know that's to that same point of like just wanting to give it some random title i don't think they oh okay i don't think they had a title and so they just threw something on there um, because spoiler alert doesn't (laughs) it does not follow right you know it doesn't have anything to do with the lyrics so um anyway all right well let's take a listen here's the last of the day spoiler alert
so much <laughs> good uh good song to listen to all in the car because they're both driving <laughs> they're both driving driving us crazy yes. uh I, I just looked it up uh the bass flute there the end that solo the bass flute that's actually stan harrison so i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's the guy that does all their saxophone work now right now um stan harrison uh-huh. right cool yeah, yeah, I'm Good looking job, at the picture Stan. now. So, so he's on the bass flute Way as well. So he's a multi-instrumentalist, just like Linnell. So, really, really cool. Wow. All right. Well, that'll that'll take us out for the episode. So you'll hear a little bit more Particle Man on the way out, and uh, we're getting down to uh, top twenty songs next episode. Woo-hoo. So I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll have a great day. All right. We'll have a great day, Alicia. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. you too. <laughs> All right. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Triangle Man. Triangle.